Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 79. Oh my gosh, I feel like I've said it a few times over the last couple of months, but this experience of being in quarantine, um, maybe more than, you know, I've experienced before is so up and down. And I just, I don't know, I just want to say it out loud so that if you're a person who's feeling like that, um, you know, you know, you're not the only person. Um, yeah, some days I feel like everything's okay. And some days I feel like I might cry the entire day. And I'm feeling a little bit more like that today. But the good news is that this episode is one of my favorite episodes. Um, one of my favorite conversations that I've had. Um, gosh, the truth though, is that I feel that way about so many, like in the moment, I'm like, this is amazing. And then I look back and like every episode I just love. Um, but specifically the stuff that I talk about with today's guest, Andrew Rice, um, it's just stuff that I really like. So, um, I'm not gonna, not gonna say too much. I mean, I think the only kind of news-ish thing is that I'm running like a Halloween bundle, a Halloween merch bundle on my website because, you know, my album is Masks and October and Halloween in particular is when we celebrate disguise as a culture. So, you know, it seems appropriate. So if you've been wanting to get um, any of the Masks stuff, the limited edition CD or the shirt with the beautiful Masks Muse designed by Paul Williams, who was interviewed earlier this summer, um, or the buttons, um, go on my website and there are great deals for those things available right now. Um, so back to Andrew, Andrew's bio is really short, but he also sent me this gorgeous statement about kind of what he's working on, like what he likes to work on, um, the kind of, uh, philosophies and ideas that sort of drive his work. And I want to read you a couple of paragraphs from that. Um, there are there are a couple more paragraphs that I'm not going to read, and you should um, click on the like blog post for this episode and check them out. But I'm going to read two of them now. Here's the first one: Space is an elemental yet often overlooked pillar of our existence. There is a duality to space. It has the ability to both liberate us as well as enclose us. My own work investigates the psychological implications of spaces that, on the one hand, keep us alive, and on the other, prevent access from outside surroundings. I explore this conceptual and artistic nexus of space. I am interested in the contradiction between its limitations as well as its immensity and that tension of the in-between. Within these spaces, I am drawn to their ability to be both a point of access as well as inaccessibility. Doorways and windows are entryways in, but also how do we keep things out? In my work, I face the viewer with the option of an entry or an exit. Are you invited in or left out? And I'm hoping that that leaves you, the listener, feeling intrigued. By the way, that was both paragraphs. I just didn't introduce the second one. And it was weird that I specifically said this is the first one. But it's what happened. And I refuse to edit it out. Um, so now I'm just going to quickly read you Andrew's bio. Andrew Rice has always called the Rocky Mountain West region his home. Born in Aspen, Colorado, he received his BFA in printmaking from the University of Colorado in Boulder and his MFA in Salt Lake City, Utah at the University of Utah, where he currently teaches printmaking. Okay, everybody, enjoy Andrew. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. I think that's where the real magic happens. 
As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by Room to Sing Mask. As artists, so many of us use our voices for work, whether we're performing, teaching, or in rehearsal. And by now, we've all learned how incredibly difficult these things can be while wearing a mask. Luckily, there's a great solution. The Room to Sing Mask is made by independent artists for independent artists. You can open your mouth nice and wide without the mask slipping off your nose, and you can inhale deeply without getting a mouthful of fabric. Head to www.roomtosingmask.com, select the size and fabric you want for any full-priced items, and enter promo code ARTIFICE15, that's all caps, artifice one five for 15% off your purchase today. Excited to interview you mostly because, like, first of all, I found your I found you on the fifteen bytes. Uh huh. Um, so I liked your work. So like, that's the main thing. But oh, you cool. know, when I when I so typically like what I'll do is I'll think like, well, I haven't interviewed a printmaker, so um, <laughs> so I need to find one. So uh-huh. like, I'll start googling like you know Utah printmakers or whatever it is, and then send out a bunch of messages. And when people respond and are like, "Yes, I totally want to," I immediately am like, you know, when I, when I don't have to like, can, when people don't aren't like skeptical right at the beginning, yeah, yeah, like right. they're just excited. <laughs> I love that; it makes me so happy. And then after I sent for the listener, after I sent Andrew like the prompt list, he was like, Oh my gosh, this is, you sent me like a bunch of exclamation points and you were like, this is me like feeling excited about this. So I love that. Awesome. Um, so I'll, I'll start by just saying like, I want this to be a conversation. So like anything, like I'll like, I'll like lead it as an interview, but if you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's great. If you're like, Hey, um, I've just been thinking about this thing with like the arts or like whatever, like, you know, you can just bring it up. Like totally just cool. pretend we're like having coffee. Well, yeah, chatting. I'm like excited <laughs> to see like what kind of questions cool. that you have to like not coming from the like visual arts, part, yeah. like focus and background totally. and like me only living in that kind of background yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. And, no, I um, love it so much. Like, in fact, it's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast. Um, I released episode 75 yesterday. So nice, that gives congrats. you an idea, like, <laughs> thanks how many, um, but I find it's so odd, like through all the different mediums, like you know, visual art, all kinds of performing art, literary art, like poetry. Mm-hmm. We all as creatives, like sh- have so much in common with like just how we think about things, mm-hmm. which is like my freaking jam. I love it so much. Totally. I was just, um, telling my students in class that the other day, um, one of the class I teach is on half semesters. Yeah. So they're doing their like final project starting this week. Cool. Um, and the, one of the prompts they have to work around is, is looking at film yeah. and like the film noir genre totally. for some of the inspiration. I kind of try to reiterate that point of like, you know, we're getting our inspiration, not just from like right. the other artists we look at, but from, you know, look at film, look at music. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like our actual skills, like our tangible skills. And then there's just like how our creative minds are working. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that I like 
and the most interested in. Although like I do love to kind of like I've learned so much just like hearing people talk about like their particular mediums and mm-hmm. I hear things <laughs> that I'm like, what? I never would have thought of that. So um, I usually like I like to kind of start um, by by kind of figuring out what you were like as a child and like where we see like the beginnings of that creativity. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell me about that? I mean, like from a little hmm. kid, it doesn't have to be like visual art. Just like what, <laughs> you, what, where was the evidence that like your, your creative Gosh. mind was firing? I don't know. Um, you know, like a lot of kids always like to draw mm. and I, it's kind of the only thing I ever did until I went to college was like okay. drawing, drawing, drawing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was reasonably okay at it like yeah. through high school. But I never, I don't know. I was never like great, but I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. So I just went to college so and when and, you were, when, okay. I have like, okay. <laughs> but that was like, that's like spanning a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like one of the early things you kind of asked about like early, it was like one of those early yeah, yeah. things, you know, and I, for whatever reason, always remember, um, like a project in daycare, you know, don't really remember much from yeah. when we were that young, but I always remember in daycare, we would like color plates and you'd yeah. always like draw your family on yeah. the, like, like, like a, a dinner plate. plate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then is in marker and it never it just looked like a kid's drawing. But for yeah. some reason I just remember doing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, even trying to draw like the cats and trying yeah. to get like proportions, right. And that's probably one of the earliest, like yeah. art sort of related memories, creative esque yeah. type memories. Yeah. I find that like, you know, the things that we're actually doing as kids, like, like you said, they're all like, they're all often the same. Like a lot of kids mm-hmm. are like, you know, maybe they're, Maybe they're in like school band or maybe they're like just drawing at home. Um, But I like to talk to creatives about this stuff anyway, even like maybe especially if there's nothing like remarkable about (laughs) like what you were like as a child, because I feel like if we can manage to kind of like remember what our minds were like, there's often something a little different there. Like the way that you're thinking about drawing your family on the plate, it's not the fact that you're drawing your family on a plate. Mm-hmm. It's maybe like the fact that you're kind of thinking like, I really want to get this right. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're like starting to pay attention to, yeah. um, that kind of, you know, your mind trying to make your hand do what yeah. you see and having that whole yeah. sort of like holistic connection. Yeah. With, just uh, thinking like a, a step higher than like I'm doing an assignment. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah. When I was talking to this, this cellist that I was interviewing, um, Uh, last week he said something that has kind of been sticking with me he said he said like you know I always enjoyed music like I liked listening to music and when I was you know like um he said he grew up in like a like a baptist going to a baptist church and like hearing hearing like the music was really like moving to him when he was a kid Mm -hmm. and then he said like feeling like as a cellist like when he started actually playing feeling like he could create something that would create those kinds of feelings that like he felt as a consumer was really powerful. And I think a lot of people when they're, when they're doing creative stuff, they're not really thinking like that. They're not thinking like I might make something that like gives me and or someone else like a feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think those of us who kind of pursue creativity into adulthood usually start thinking that way, like a little earlier. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Um, do you remember anything about 
the the way you were consuming like any kind of art media as a kid like do you feel like it meant a different thing to you no okay yeah no Um, you don't remember or no it didn't mean something different or both i think kind of both like i don't really remember like how i would consume it really um i grew up in an area that didn't really have a lot of like museums or like cultural outlets to go to where Um, did you grow up I grew up up near Aspen, Colorado, which okay, like does cool. have amazing museums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have amazing but galleries. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's rural. Yeah. It's it's smaller. It's like Park City, right? Like it's kind of like yeah, Park City. Yeah, it's it's yeah. essentially, but without well, having Salt about, Lake. Like, um, what about right? What about like uh, just cartoons? You know, like TV yeah. or music. So that would be more of where. Um, I would probably get a lot more just like visual yeah. input from was yeah TV cartoons yeah. Um, books comic books um, and yeah be being from like a smaller rural type area even like catching on to a lot of like the trends didn't yeah. really happen in the same way that I see it happening in like the city. And then, you know, who's to say if like now that I see that it's because the internet and all this other right. stuff, but not having that stuff yeah. in like the eighties, nineties, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was, um, yeah, all just through like the couple channels on TV yeah. that are there. And do you have any memories of being like, like tuned in to like the, the fact that like what you're watching is visual art like did that like occur to you back then um not not so much okay. i don't think um you know not not until later you sort of like starting to form more of those thoughts yeah. that like oh like an animation is like created by somebody that. doing that right and, and, um and even till you know probably not even till like a lot later than that to even start to recognize just how like filmmaking in general right. is still right uh, you know there's a lot involved in that it's not just something that happens in right. front of your face so um yeah i think that kind of it just sort of passes by but you have that you can tell there's something different to it. You know, you're attracted to yeah. you know, the colors, the movements, yeah. the, um, you know, just the, the larger than lifeness of like what a cartoon does. And I yeah. think there's something about that the, that starts to kind of pull you in and kind of tell you there's something yeah. like different to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And did, sorry, did you feel like that as a kid? Like yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I th- yeah, that's kind of where yeah. I was. Okay, you sorry. never really had that like pure connection to like, I might, like try to have now right right yeah that larger than life about it yeah 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 i was thinking about this yesterday like you know because when i have when i when i do interviews and i'm talking to different people it'll kind of get me thinking and like stay in my brain um and i'm a teacher too so Mm -hmm. you know when you're teaching your students especially like do you do you only teach college students um, do you ever teach like younger? right now I okay. do, but I've yeah. done workshops okay. and, and some other stuff so, before. I feel like this still happens with college students, but like it also definitely happens with younger students where you kind of just like, I find myself thinking like, why don't you get this? And like, what can I say that will like <laughs> make you get this? Uh-huh. And I think a lot about like, like I get really stuck on the kinds of things that like nobody ever had to teach me, like the kind of stuff that was just intuitive to me. Mm-hmm. I, as a teacher, struggle to teach those things because I just think like... That's just how you do it. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. so I find myself getting really like, where did this come from? And like one thing I was thinking about just yesterday, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. And when I was little, 
I had like cassette tapes. Like mm-hmm. I had a couple of cassette tapes and I've had insomnia since I was like a small, small child. I just don't sleep well. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> part of like w- what I am. And like, I would listen to, I mean, I had this one cassette tape that was like, it was the Nutcracker on one side and Swan Lake on the other side. And I would listen to it like on repeat, like when I was just little, like, you know, probably six, seven, eight. Like mm-hmm. I would just listen to it at night and like i know those recordings um and then i also had like phantom of the opera and like lame is you know i had like <laughs> i had like four cassette tapes that i would just repeat cool and like i i know like the characters voices like exactly like i know i was listening to it in the, these like layers deep like i know like how the flute is even if it's <laughs> not like the main part you know what i mean And I wonder sometimes, like, did my music ears, like, just get better at hearing that stuff because, like, because I couldn't sleep and I was just, like, listening to that a lot? Or, like, was I just paying better attention? Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to kind of ask, like, just wonder, like, when we're little, like, are we paying attention in a different way? Mm -hmm. Like, what is going on? Anyway, that's just, like, a tangent (laughs) a bit. But I'd love to know, so if you could, like, take your mind back to when you were, like, 10 11 12 like pre like an older child Mm -hmm. can you tell me like what was going on like how much were you drawing were you trying to draw like different kinds of things like what was going on with your creativity like at that point Uh, yeah i was um i was like drawing i I tried to draw like a lot of birds i was always attracted to like drawing a lot of birds and and other animals too. But for some reason it was always like birds. And I don't know, there's probably something there with like the flight and the the lightness and the movement to it, the color. Um, And I would always try to do, you know, how can I do this without like actually tracing something? Cause I always had that like drive to, to recreate the reality. Um, But I don't really have so much anymore. So, and I think that's what a lot of maybe kids do when they start to draw, they just want to like, that's what I see. That's what I want to make. But I think that really hones your, those like motor skills between like I've seen earlier, what your, what your mind sees and what you want your hand to do. So, um, but I, you know, they always, I go back and look at some of that stuff and it would like they'd get frustrated a lot cause they wouldn't come out the way yeah. that I could like see other people doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't look like the illustration in the Audubon book, of course, right. <laughs> cause you're yeah. 10. Cause that's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask when you said like how you see other people doing it, you mm-hmm. meant, you mean like professionals yeah or like other kids uh-huh. more, more of like yeah you look yeah. in a, a, a book of illustrations yeah. and that's what your kind of benchmark totally. is um well even that i think like just that thing that you just said like you know it's this is i find this so much when i do these interviews but like professional artists will like gloss by these things that i think are like hey that's really something <laughs> but like the fact that you're 10 and you're comparing yourself to a professional, Mm -hmm. that's something like in and of itself, like just going like, like that tells me that like you wanted your skills to get like that. Mm -hmm. Like you're thinking of this as like a, a serious pursuit. Mm -hmm. Um, how did it get like that? Like, how did you get serious about it? Or was it just like, what do you mean? Of course, like I was serious about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like, kind of the the one thing that I was like more interested in going through yeah. high school 
um, you know, like rather spend time kind of in, in the art studio, in, yeah. in the classes, like, oh, if I have the elective, I have these two options, I'll yeah. take the two art electives. Sure, sure, so it's just sure. kind of, um, it's just what you like, just kind of, yeah, what I would, would rather have been yeah. spending my time doing in a lot of ways. And, and while it was never like a serious pursuit at that point, it just was kind of what yeah. I would rather have been spending yeah. my time doing if I was forced to go to this or the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and I feel like I should clarify, like when I say serious, <laughs> like I know that we mean this in like a couple of different ways. Like there's like serious as in, I'm going to pursue this as a professional, but I feel like there's also serious as in just like, I'm taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I used to do a lot of drawing too. And like, you know, just like I, as a small kid, like, you know, a couple of the things that I know that I did and I'm not taking this seriously in the sense that I don't do it professionally and I never have. Mm-hmm. But like, even as a little kid, like I would ask for drawing books for Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that's like, that's a child showing like an investment in their skill. Totally. Yeah. It's I kind of remember the same thing, thing of like asking yeah, for those. And- totally. Or like <laughs> I did the same thing as you, like I, I, um, I found in my grandma's house some like, um, contact paper Mm -hmm. like like tracing paper and I remember like I remember tracing like the covers of VHS's Mm -hmm. like the Little Mermaid cover (laughs) or like the Goofy movie cover like I remember tracing the covers and really trying to think like what does this feel like like how long are these lines like what do they feel like and then trying to like do it Mm -hmm. freehand like I trace it first and like feel that and then try to be like, okay, I did that. Like I was tracing it, but like my hand did that. So like now can I like, (laughs) you know, like that. And I was just doing that. You know, I don't know that anyone, I don't know that any adults in my life would have been like, she's an artist. Mm -hmm. That was just like my play, you know, like I was doing stuff like that. And I think, I think when you're the child who's doing stuff like that, you don't think of it like Mm -hmm. I'm an artist or like there's something different about me, but like certainly not all children are doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, with like that kind of in Mm -hmm. mind, was there anything else like as a child, like, so I mean like before you can take electives Uh (laughs) that you feel like, well, maybe I was like, maybe there were, maybe there was some like evidence that I was kind of thinking about this differently. Gosh, um, I, yeah, it's I, you know, so hard to some think similar about. experiences with like tracing paper yeah. or like, I remember even at one point, um, and I, you know, all these memories get so fuzzy after a while, but I know. was it like a movie or even like a video game and being like, Oh, I really like what this looks yeah, like totally. and just bringing the paper up to the TV and like trying to trace from that. Absolutely. And then like, think about those old tvs you get closer and closer and all that resolution goes and you you like wait those lines aren't the same as when i was five feet away and like taking a step back but trying to like recreate these images um it's just like that kind of curiosity like mm -hmm. i i think there's just like little bit little bits of evidence that you're kind of looking at the world like in a slightly different way or even i imagine like hearing you say you like to draw birds i imagine you even as a little kid were just looking at birds Mm-hmm. You know, like, like just observe, like just the way that you're passively looking at a bird is a little bit more creative maybe than another child. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's not to say that like, I think one is better than the other. I think I'm more interested in these kinds of things because I think a lot of people think that art begins when your pencil's on the paper mm-hmm. or when your hands are on the keyboard or whatever. And 
I just think we as professional artists know that like, that's not at all the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> art begins like when you're looking at something and when you're thinking about something and when you're like, I don't know, it starts like somewhere else. Totally. Do, do you think that's true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a, it's larger than just the, what you see that hangs yeah. on a wall or that ends up on a CD yeah. or that's yeah. Filmed yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the thing that makes a difference between someone who like maintains creativity and someone who like, Oh, I used to draw, but I don't draw anymore. And, and not only do I not draw anymore, but I don't do anything creative anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the, the thing that makes the difference between that and that it's not like, well, if you can draw, you will draw. Like it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I think it's like, if you are thinking in a way that um, values creativity and values art, that is a more powerful piece than like your actual skill set. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that like doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't totally. know. I think it's valuable, and I like thinking about it like that because then, I, like, I think, I think if we can separate like the creative intention and like, um, you know, just a value and a respect for creativity and for art that can go in any profession. Like that kind of thought can take you, like you can have it with you when you're, you know, raising your kids, you can have it with you when you're talking to your boss, you can have it with you. Like if you're a politician and you're Mm -hmm. like trying to like think creatively about what to do, or if you're a scientist or whatever, um, which is why like, I don't know. I like to talk about that stuff because I think it's, broadly applicable to like our species totally and that, that's something i always um try to bring to my class and tell them too especially at, in like earlier freshman level foundations type of class is that like everything that you look at has been designed yeah in some way you know like yeah. it's got intention behind it so if you can like have that different lens that you look at the yeah. world through that like you know the cup has a design the yeah. table the the building the street you know go f- all the way up to you know whole yeah. city planning um everything's got some of that intention behind it yeah. and that the more kind of cognizant we can be of that the more we can kind of participate totally yeah like you have to have the awareness and the curiosity first mm-hmm. um do you think that way about people too? Like, do you think people are designing like the way that they speak, the way that they like present their posture? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you think that kind of way about how you observe people? Yeah, totally. And and it's like, you know, much more on like a, probably a subconscious level yeah. in a lot of ways too, but it's, it's that, um, yeah, that idea of presentation, yeah. um, there's the mimicking yeah. of what you like, you know, kind of like trying to mimic the, the tracing lines Absolutely. and like what you see, um, yeah. um, I and then letting your own, once you get comfortable with that, letting your own sort of voice come out of, yeah. out of that, once you have that like comfort level of being able to mimic, yeah. you can start letting your own totally. voice take over within that. Yeah. I think about that kind of stuff a ton. Yeah. And in the same way that I'll think like, I wonder why the artist chose that. Um, there's tissues here too. Okay. Know, it's, like al- <laughs> it's like allergy season. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. I feel like in the same way that I'll be wondering like, why did the filmmaker make that cut there? Or like, mm-hmm. why did the musician like, you know, phrase this, this way, Um, I also am thinking like, what 
like I'm curious about like what brought this person to like this um like whatever you know like like why it could be as simple as like why is this person wearing this like what are they trying to tell me about themselves or what are they trying to not tell me about themselves Mm -hmm. down to like you know what type of language does this person use um and sometimes I think like oh well this language that you're using like definitely tells me something about you like it's a kind of a clear signal and sometimes I feel just like I have no idea what that is like Mm -hmm. but I'm curious about it and I wonder about it Um, and it feels to me like a very, very similar, like thought type of thought as like, why did the artist draw this? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, to me, that's the same sort of plane, like they exist in different ways, but it's the same sort of core. Yeah. Um, like that, that idea behind those intentions and, and yeah, what, what are you trying to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you think about that kind of stuff with like people that aren't artists like just people that you interact with um yeah i yeah it's, i do you know you like especially you know you're driving or you're walking yeah. you're kind of riding your bike walking your dog around the park and you just sort of have those thoughts about you know well why is that person like why are they walking the opposite way like yeah. what made them like it clearly says go this way why yeah, are they yeah, walking yeah. this way or why you know yeah, yeah why those shoes why this you just mm-hmm. have those yeah. sort of thoughts as you're observing the world yeah um, it's almost like you in the same way that like as a professional artist you are aware of how much depth is behind like the two-dimensional or three-dimensional finished product that you're seeing mm-hmm. you can kind of imagine that type of a depth of background in a person. Like Mm -hmm. it feels to me, it feels like a very similar kind of an exercise. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly aware of like every person has like as much depth as I have, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't (laughs) think that everybody thinks like that. Yeah. I I agree that not, yeah, not everybody thinks that way, but totally everybody like we're all the same in so many, so many ways that, um, Yeah, just kind of different ways of approaching and yeah, just being curious mm-hmm. about people. That's like, that's like the point. That's like the point of this conversation. Uh-huh. I think <laughs> like, how can we apply creativity to like how we think about the problems in our world? And, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm talking to artists, uh, but like, I, like mostly I talk to artists because we're all doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, we get it. <laughs> it. Yeah. It's just like a given. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So when you're, I have one last question about your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say childhood, I mean like before you're a teen, <laughs> um, <laughs> did you think of yourself as an artist? Like as a kid? Oh, man, that's a really good question. I, I, I think probably, but without really knowing what that was, or maybe yeah. that was like the only word that I knew how to describe sort of those actions yeah, yeah, yeah. and those sort of feelings. Um, yeah. But that's really tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's too what, esoteric. Like, yeah, to I know. <laughs> but like, I know it's like such a ridiculous question, but I, I, sometimes I like those kind of big questions because it doesn't like lead the answer too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a cause for like to, to pause and think like, oh man, I don't, I don't know. Well, did I, did I not? Like what, what word did I use? What was I doing? What, yeah. what were those actions, those feelings? Well, it, it really like, it's related to this question of like, where does creativity come from? Mm-hmm. And, or where does this sense of like, I have something to say, like, where does that come from? And I've talked to plenty of professional artists who are, you know, 
very successful or prolific or whatever who say no like mm-hmm. they're they're like no i no way like i didn't think of myself as an artist mm-hmm. at all i think i i think i'm more like you where it's like i definitely thought something mm-hmm. <laughs> like i definitely had like some kind of an inherent like reverence for mm-hmm. like the arts I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a respect or reverence, or like, like a, a putting, putting on a pedestal in, yeah. a, in some sort of sense. And like, I had a sense that I wanted to participate in that somehow. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. Like <laughs> it definitely wasn't really modeled in like any adults that I knew mm-hmm. that was just like, yeah. But I find myself totally perplexed by this question of like, where does that come from? And is it teachable or is it the kind of thing where like some kids are just artsy and some kids are just not? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think it's teachable. And I've, and I, the reason I come to that conclusion is like, I've, I've had this conversation with, um, some other friends of mine too, of, of like, and it being art teachers, we kind of like, well, can you teach it or do you just provide the like parameters to explore it? Um, but I think it is a teachable sort of thing. And, um, one of the ways that like we can approach that is like kind of thinking about metaphor a lot. And so an exercise that we like to use is like, um, how to describe it? Like, you know, I might give you a a pen and a paper and say, you know, draw a run, you know, what, what would you draw if I would say the word run, like an action. And so you might draw like shoes, you might draw, um, like a person running, but then as you sort of think more and more about it, you might think of like, well, there's like an engine runs or, um, you know, like time, you know, right. kind of runs its course or, or you know, st- stuff like that. So the more kind of expansive you can get of kind of just thinking about these like action words yeah. starts to loosen up right. some of that creativity. Right. In a way. I do similar exercises with my students when we're working on lyric writing, mm-hmm. like, can like like you said like thinking about in metaphors like like can we think less about like what this word how we use this this word functionally in speech and maybe more like what does it carry like what does it represent like mm-hmm. can we use it in our lyrics in like a mosaic kind of a way yeah just kind of trying to teach people but again like I really find that some people like get that right away. Mm -hmm. Like some people never need me to tell them. Like some people just, they're just, they just do it. Like Mm -hmm. they observe it happening in other people's lyrics and they just can't do it. Some people, when I say it, when I like give them the exercise, they kind of really quickly go like, Oh, and then some people like, I swear they just do not, will not get it. Mm -hmm. And with those, (laughs) like, that's the kind of thing that I wonder, like, is there a way to teach this person, but like, I don't have the right way or is it like, maybe they could be teachable, but they don't really like want it enough. Yeah. Or like, do they probably a both? Yeah. Do you think that there is a, there is a type of person who could want it and, and also have a good teacher and still just like not get it? Sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What do you think yeah. about that? I mean, because like, yeah, not not everybody's going to be able to kind of achieve in that same way, yeah. and um, you know, their own biases are going to kind of get in their own ways, and as are our own biases totally. get in our own ways. Um, but sort of, you know, if they're if they're there in that class, showing that initiative, trying to go through those motions, sure. um, 
Yeah, it, I, I think it's kind of a matter of time before they, they find how to explore that voice in a different way. Because there's so many ways to do it. Like, right. Um, right. Yeah, thinking in metaphor is one way to kind of think about the creativity. Yeah, like crack open But once that. you can, like, does all art have to be creative, though? What um, do you think about that? Yeah, like, I don't I know think if that's necessarily that so much. Um, a thing. And you think yeah. a lot about like design. Design is more of like the message and getting across that message like mm-hmm. you really mean like quick. Graphic design. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um like a logo. You know, you want to yeah. look at that logo and instantly have whoever's seen it recognize what that is. And so does that need some creativity? Sure, but it also needs like a lot of more it's like, method. like structure yeah. and method and um, and kind of that sort of thinking. So I yeah. think there's yeah, they kind of breaking it down in that way of Do you think that there are people who are just like not really capable of like creative thought? I know it's like such a loaded word because like just like we're talking about it can mean a lot of things, but um, that's tough. I don't know. Um, I think maybe certain like parameters and structures and experiences might like kind of stop that at some point, and that mm. it's like harder and harder to to get there. But kind of like you were leading to earlier, like we're all kind of the same, yeah, in so many ways that. Um, you know, it's, it's the nature versus nurture sort of argument. Is it, um, how we're brought up, uh, kind of the experiences that lead us there? Or is it genetic and and just hardwired in? Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, you don't, you don't have any guesses. Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're not scientists. I'd love to say (laughs) that everybody's got that creative sort of side to them, but are they able to, to get there and unlock that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you like related to this question? Like, I think I'm thinking about this a lot lately, just because of like politics and like, Mm -hmm. just like the general kind of unrest that we see, like in our society lately, I, I don't know. I have this experience so frequently where like, like I, like I grew up, I was raised by like really conservative people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very not conservative anymore. <laughs> um, like, like many artists, uh-huh. I think, but that's just my experience. But like, you know, I feel like I can see someone who's very, very conservative talk, like, you know, saying something from their perspective and I don't feel, I very, very rarely feel like I cannot understand that at all. Like so rarely, mm-hmm. almost all the time I can think like I can make a, I can think of a couple of different scenarios where that perspective would make perfect sense. Um, but I feel like one thing I've been sort of surprised about in the last, I don't know, eight, 10 years <laughs> is like how often I see people who it feels to me like they can't do that. Like mm-hmm. they really just cannot imagine why someone else would mm-hmm. have a different perspective. And that feels very like, I think I have an assumption that the fact that I'm like used to thinking creatively all the time, <laughs> it makes that exercise pretty easy for me. I don't know what my question is other than like, I would like to see, more people going like, I get how you feel that way. And if, if we can say like, I get how you feel that way, then it's like, 
maybe if you knew like these things, you might feel a different way. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, it's actionable. Yeah, and conversation can, go, like, can happen. Right. Yeah. Like if you can go like, I see how you would feel that way. I think it's probably maybe partly because you're missing like these, like we could understand each other better if we could like connect ourselves with like this information mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just like one example. Um, and so when I see that people can't do that, I kind of go like, hold on, are you just not creative or have we just not prioritized these things as a society or like, I can't tell if like I'm weird or if <laughs> they're weird, you know, like, do you think about stuff like that? Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, number one is like therapy for everybody. Yes, <laughs> right? therapy like, for everybody. Um, you know, just like let people like have that opportunity to like open up and learn different perspectives which is totally missing um i think because i see it all the time too um but then i i think it all stems from and this is something i've been thinking a lot about is that you know we live in this like late stage capitalism world that you know you have to hustle you have to work hard like you're only worth what you not necessarily earn, but like your capital yeah. and whatever yeah. you define your capital However is, whether like it's productive your, you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, your productivity. And so it's this like hustle, hard work. And, um, that's not, I don't think that's like sustainable in a super long, long term. Yeah. Um, and that we're kind of seeing a lot of the ramifications like of that coming yeah. out and this like miscommunication and not being able to communicate with each other effectively. And like, it's kind of butting heads because our yeah. ideas are the right ones and yours right. aren't. And, um, right. and so, yeah, I think it's just, sort do of, you find yourself like as a creative, like as a professional artist, mm-hmm. like I, I find myself thinking that like creativity is like a potential solution to this problem. Totally. Do, yeah. Do you feel like that? Um, definitely. Because I think we sort of as, as, as creatives, people that are like invested in the creative and I, and that's how I kind of define the creatives, like not necessarily people that are creative, but maybe the more invested in, um, these spheres and and, and lives is that, um, in, in a lot of ways we're better equipped to, to manage those conversations and have those conversations. Um, I don't know what that is about it necessarily, but, um, it might just be, you know, the, the openness that kind of comes along with, um, and, and that I think there's, there's certainly a lot of ego with creatives. Um, but we also get told no a lot, which breaks down our egos. And so I think that sort of, process building up ego breaking down building up breaking down kind of opens you up to seeing these different perspectives in a way or just like when you've watched your colleagues or your students Mm -hmm. or your teachers or yourself like say draw a run and Mm -hmm. like someone draws shoes and someone draws a chicken run and someone draws you know whatever like a road (laughs) like then you go like oh like it just I just feel like it's it's inevitable like you if you are going to i like how you put that like invest in creativity i say like maintain creativity because mm-hmm. i totally it's like i was saying before like you could be a person who was like a great pianist in your teens but if you don't like value it it doesn't mean anything really which is why i think it's like it's not about the skill as mm-hmm. much as it's about like 
how how you like make it a part of your life like mm-hmm. how you value that it intention yeah 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 totally. totally so like if you are a person who who highly values and has a lot of intention around creativity you are going to see like you are going to see evidence all the time every day of people like seeing the same information and feeling a totally different way about it like you can't miss it mm-hmm. so i don't know i i feel like like i said before i think my whole point with this podcast is like like because it's, it's called artifice i i like it because it's a cool word but mostly i like <laughs> it because it implies like right it has like art at the beginning you know uh-huh. but i like it because it, it it implies that like there's stuff going on that we don't see mm-hmm and I think that's true with all of us to our professional artists and the stuff that's going on that we can't see. I think that's often the stuff that's really important. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff we make is important, but like the stuff that allows us to make that stuff is more important. And I feel like if we could share some of what that stuff is, it might help. That's like, yeah, that's my whole kind of, Thing. Totally. I mean, that's so much of, and, and as a studio artist, um, visual studio artist, you know, there, and I, it kind of relates back to that, like the, the hustle, that capitalist idea of like produce, produce, produce. Yeah. Um, but like if you keep producing, 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 you're not going to get any new ideas really. Yeah. I mean, in some ways new things come if you're just sort of letting the unconscious go. Oh, yeah. But a lot of the studio practice for so many of the artists I know involves, you know, reading, um, listening, um, yeah. researching, just looking. Right. Um, Le- it's learning. so much more than just doing pen the to thing. paper. Yeah. Yes. On the output. Absolutely. Like the thing that actually lets it happen is this like learning how to think about like all these different pathways, like, like learning how to learning how to see inspiration in other things. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're not just kind of like waiting for that one day you can go to the freaking Getty museum, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like you got to learn how to see it. Like when you're at the grocery store, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, just like, yeah, I think so too. Okay. So when you're in middle school and high school, you start like actually taking some electives, like taking some classes, maybe mm-hmm. learning some, like have, like for the first time, maybe having teachers who are teaching you skills. Is there anything you want to say about like the evolution of your creativity and, or your like art identity during those years? Um, I wish I took it more seriously in a way. Um, but you know, you just don't know what, you don't know what to do. You don't know what you want in, in so many regards in that way. I was having a conversation with a, um, a friend, but a student that I'd met as a visiting artist down at, uh, Dixie state a couple Mm -hmm. years ago. And he wanted to talk about like grad school and just had some questions and, he probably goes, man, I, you know, I'm like a couple years out of school and I wish that I had taken it more seriously and like done this. I'm like, yeah, but we don't know, <laughs> Amen. you know, you're like, in that it's all yeah. hindsight 2020 and I you just, say- you just don't know while you're in it until it's passed. And then you can't really go back. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, I but- couldn't agree more. <laughs> like, and I find myself saying similar things like all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like you, it's moving. You just have to move forward and you mm-hmm. don't, you don't know 
yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think probably that there was like important growth going on again, even if it's not like in your skills, mm-hmm. it's maybe just like how you're thinking about things. So, um, you, um, you majored in art. Mm-hmm. Did you go right into college or was there space between? I, from high school, I went straight into college from high school. Okay. So, so ta- no talk there. to me about how you decided, like officially decided to major in art. What went into that decision? What kind of pushback did you get? Um, so I, I luckily didn't get, really get any pushback. Um, you know, super supportive parents. Um, in a lot of ways, I wish they would have gone like, do this other thing also, or, yeah. you know, push this get way. A business yeah. degree too. And, yeah. and I had other like, uh, friends telling me that, um, and I just, but you know, you get, you're 18, you don't, you don't know, you're, you don't know. You don't and, know. um, yeah, I, I, it's like, that's the thing that I kind of back to the like earlier comment, like that's what I wanted to spend my time doing. You were kind of going to do it anyway. Kind of going to do it anyway. Um, didn't really know what else I liked studying yeah. in that, in that sense. And then, you know, I started taking other classes in college in like uh, a, a major tier one university compared to my rural high school that had right. a graduating class of 70 students oh my gosh <laughs> and you start yeah. like oh there's this topic i didn't even know this yeah. was a thing that i could have studied maybe i would have gone that route so or you know you just don't know you grew up in aspen and you lived there like until you were graduating where did mm-hmm. you go to college a uh, university of colorado okay um did you have to like submit a portfolio or was it I like, I can't remember. <laughs> you probably did. Right. Like, cause university of Colorado is a big school. Uh-huh. Um, I am not entirely sure if I had to for the like undergraduate okay. program, but, um, at that school there, the, the BFA was an application process. So you did like in between your junior and senior year, there was an application submitted okay. then. Um, but like to declare a major, you, you, can, can't just really, dec- you can, can just be like an art major. I, I, I think so. Okay. Again, that was um, more years ago than I want to admit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're and both, it could, it could change now. It could yeah. be totally different now. Well, I just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just, again, I'm like the thing that I'm obsessed with more than anything is like, how do we maintain creativity and how does it spread out in our lives and how can it actually affect our lives? Mm-hmm. I'm also interested in like the art that you make and like how you <laughs> feel. I'm like, I'm interested in like a micro kind of a way. And I'm also interested in like these kind of maybe like bigger insights into like, how are we doing what we do? Mm-hmm. So the reason I ask about these kinds of things is I think we lose a lot of creatives between high school and college. So, you know, I like to ask about like, what are potential obstacles? Like potential obstacles are my parents tell me I can't make a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there isn't a program in the school that I'm going to. Uh, I can't afford to go out of state or it doesn't even occur to me to go out of state. You know, like these are just, mm-hmm. or like I have to submit a portfolio and I just have no idea where to even begin. So I, I like to ask just in case there are those <laughs> things. But like, as far as you remember, you kind of just were like, art is the thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm all major in art and then you got there and we're like oh my gosh this is a whole different like there's so much more here than I ever thought mm-hmm. um so when you went to college you were mostly you were drawing drawing with pencil like what were yeah you- I was still because that's kind of what my background was um and while I had like some really great teachers in middle school and high school for arts um 
there wasn't a whole lot of introduction to other mediums, sort of mediums yeah. or even really introduction to a whole lot of um, different ideas. Yeah. So it's still just there's something make that yeah. make your drawing look like this thing. Um, um, did you feel like a bit of a fish out of water when you started college? Like, did you feel like behind? Um, maybe, but maybe that kind of thought came like later yeah. and not like at the time. It was yeah. just sort of, I sort of still approached it as an undergrad as like still doing assignments, still okay. there, still kind of like going through motions, doing assignments, um, and kind of at that like tail end of the, of the college career, I started to kind of take it a little bit more seriously, start to think about the, like the why I was yeah. making rather than just the like what process of, yeah. um, so yeah, I never really had any of those like thoughts about why an artist, what an artist does, et cetera, other than it had that sort of maybe uh, mystique about it in a yeah. way or there's sort of um like an association maybe that yeah. came with that an identity yeah. yes um more what? so than like what was actually happening yeah. like why is that identity important like what else comes along with that kind of the a lot of the things that you keep thinking about and alluding to yeah 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 I mean again like this word artifice like I think this is what this is too like when we look at professional artists as a culture, like, I don't mean you and me, because like, we think about professional artists differently. But like, as a culture, when we look at artists, there is this total mystique. And it's like, there's something, you know, and I love to talk, I love to talk with people about when you went from kind of looking on the outside and being like, what is that to when you were like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> uh -huh. so you you had that you started to shift like toward the end of your undergrad. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say anything else about like, I think I feel similarly. Um, mm -hmm. I went to one of the best schools in the world for jazz studies and I intensely felt like a fish out of water. Like I didn't know how much of a fish, like I didn't know how little I knew uh -huh. until I got there. <laughs> like, and I remember like, I remember being in like my first week on campus and I went out of state, you know, so it was very unfamiliar. Um, and I remember just being like, I am in a different <laughs> world. Like this is, I remember being like mind blown about it. Like how are there kids who are the same age as me who know so much more about this than me and who are thinking in this, I don't know. I just like exploded my brain and I didn't get it at all. And I had no idea. Like I felt very like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> but I do know that I felt super like, but I am going to find out. Yeah. Like I felt I didn't get scared away from it. Like it was terrifying to me, but I felt like I'm here though. Like mm -hmm. no one has to know how <laughs> totally like out of place I feel mm -hmm. like I'm here. So like, you know, so I don't know. I, I think like that's a part of my story that I like to tell because it's easy in retrospect to look at, like I, I now have a master's degree from one of the best schools in the world. And that means something. And, and I, I can walk into a room with a certain amount of authority because I've, I've assimilated those things like into mm -hmm. my body totally. into such a way, you know, I know how to speak that language now. And it's easy to look at me now and think like, Oh, you probably always were like that. And so I love to tell that like, not at all, you mm -hmm. know? And I think some people, depending on like their personality might have been exactly 
the same situation as me and been like, holy shit, I don't belong here and leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's maybe like those, that's just my version of it. But I think those kinds of stories are important to tell. Yeah, totally. Of like, um, And yeah. I, I always try to, um, and I think about school and teaching so much because that does consume so much of yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like, like what we do what in doing. a lot of ways too. And it's like so present right now. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, but you know, I, I love to show my students like, my mistakes or kind of tell them those stories too, to be like, Hey, look, like even after this many years, I still do this or like, it doesn't all come right away. It's like, it's a process. You'll get there. Like, yeah. And they they don't know those things. Mm -hmm. Like it's such, it's such important stuff to tell. Or like, like you were saying before, like as artists, even if we have ego, like your ego gets broken down, like again Mm -hmm. and again. And again, like rejection just becomes like a thing that you bathe in. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just, and I think if you're, if you like by sheer force of like, it's, it's, it's necessary, like learn how to be acclimated to that kind of rejection and that kind of discomfort Uh that is fully related to like having a conversation with someone who has a totally different political view than you. Mm -hmm. Like that discomfort (laughs) is just like, I know what this is. Yeah. Like I totally know how to be in this, you know, Uh like it's related. Like that's, it's not that different from that discomfort of like stepping foot on campus and being like, Whoa, oops, (laughs) what did (laughs) I just do? (laughs) How am I here? And what, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same, Mm -hmm. but I think because we do it all the time, maybe we forget to say like, this is normal. Like this is how you do it. Like yeah. we're just people who have done that so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I talking too much? Like, do you have, do you have no, thoughts? it's, that's okay. what it is. You know, it's like throwing darts. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are going to get to where you want to go, yeah. but like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get them to land where you want. And, um, you just, the more you throw out there, the like more chance that you have. So say the same as talking to people and yeah. like being able to, the more conversations you have, the more you're going to be able to understand those other sides, those other yeah. ways of thinking and yeah so um you went straight to grad school no so that that's when I kind of took my my break between school um I I'd moved out here to Utah from Colorado why did you do that uh to ski okay I was I grew up skiing and that was like skiing in Colorado um, too yeah, yeah, there was. And so I was doing that there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had a guy I was working with at this ski shop telling me and a buddy of mine, he's like, well, you guys got to go to Alta. You got to okay. go to Alta. You got to go to Alta. And we're like, well, Steve, if you keep telling us to go to Alta, like, why aren't you there? He's like, oh, well, this reason, that reason. Like, you know, wife wanted this, this, that, the other. He's like, but you guys go, 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 go. Yeah. Promise. So we um, kind of sight unseen, like packed up the car moved out here for a winter and we're like, Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> Another artist friend. No, he's a uh, actually a professional skier now. So oh, okay. he kind of went Amazing. that route and, okay. um, stuck with it. But we, uh, yeah, we were sort of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I get what he was saying. Cool. Um, I really liked how here and up in where I'm at Salt Lake City, here to me, I, um, you're, you've, you've got the urban, You've got kind of that stuff going on, but then you've got the the mountains right there. Yeah. And I think that's something really special that we have mm-hmm. here in Utah, the kind of access to so much yeah. so easy, easily. There's like a mountain in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Like I live in the friggin' most boring <laughs> suburb of all time. Yeah, but it's but like, like, right like there. <laughs> yeah, but like I know like in the back, like I can walk from my backyard mm-hmm. into a mountain. 
Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's I, not even there. It's like, <laughs> it's right here. I brought my, uh, fishing rod to go like up American Fort Creek, like after this, yeah. just because it's like, it's right there. Yeah. And yeah. Keep yeah. It, at. it is got, right here. Mm-hmm. Like some of those beautiful landscape, like in the mm-hmm. world is like freaking right here. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, so yeah, we got it's a really, really special place. More people are learning about it, <laughs> which is okay. We can't uh, I stop. I'm really happy about that actually. Like, so there's, I mean, if I just said I live in the most boring suburb of all time which i i think is in a lot of ways it's very true (laughs) like you you're hard pressed to find an independent business like anywhere really like it's all chains but Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that there's such a tech influx here makes me feel really hopeful for like the future of utah and like totally i hope to see like more cultural diversity yeah i i i continue to have um a lot of optimism about the growth of our kind of creative industry here yeah. i've been kind of preaching that for a while and it's yeah. like taking slower than maybe Wanna i like, would have um initially thought but yeah i totally think we're yeah. at kind of this cusp this, cusp, this precipice yeah. of um, do you want to give me a soapbox about that um, what, do you, what do you think about it i don't know i just like like we, like we need the the people to we need like the institutions that and then the and the 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 support structure there's only so much we can do as like individuals in our communities um and i and i say as a visual artist i don't have like the um same knowledge of what like musicians and performing arts go through but it's the same like you know i we see like galleries come and then they go and venues are the same venues come and go and these like spaces for us to that, that validate our work. Um, like, and we get to a certain level where I'm comfortable with the work I do. I don't really need any more validation personally. I've kind of, you know, I've shown in the museums, the galleries, this, that, the other, I'm confident in the work that I do, but like our whole, the, the longevity of like my practice, our practice as a whole, everybody's practice kind of exists in more of a um, like, like structural way. Like we need those structures to be able to survive. We need that support. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. And, and so that's what I like my soapbox is to like say, support us. Yeah, like, we need, <laughs> we need, we need um, literal physical spaces. Mm-hmm. We need like, uh, general population involvement Mm -hmm. like or just awareness even like yeah i mean the frequency with which i doing this podcast meet someone who's doing something amazing that i've never heard of Mm -hmm. right here like it is very upsetting to me yeah we've got we've got the people we've got the the artists the musician the the dancers the everything that they're here and we all kind of stay because yeah. like, well, there's so many other reasons to stay right. also. Um, but I watch, um, you know, like cities like, like Denver and their, their art scene just kind of grows, 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 yeah. grows while ours sort of like grows, grows, grows. Yeah. Or like you said before, <laughs> it's like it grows and, and then gone. Yeah. It's and like then, peaks, yeah. yeah, rises, falls, rises, yeah. falls. Um, it doesn't build. And so yeah. it just yeah some support in some ways and it doesn't just mean like 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 as visual artists like buying our work sure but it's more like institutional in a way and like my buddy adam bateman just gave a a ted talk locally one of the ted salt lake city um 
making the economic argument for arts and how um, an artist's, like one individual artist's economic potential in in an urban environment and, um, you know, kind of relating to how they might bring people to a certain venue and how those people go out and spend money around those other local businesses. And it's just sort of like a, a chain. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, if there was more institutional support for kind of artists, so we didn't, so I didn't have to work 40 hours a week at something and then try to spend, another 40 hours on a studio practice, but could like, Oh, I got a grant from the city to support this. I can now spend more time. Um, and that there is a, a a concrete economic tie totally that the city receives back from that in in the form of of businesses, flourishing taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I totally agree, but it has to be a long-term like it has to be yeah. a long game. Yeah, totally. You can't just be like, okay, here's your venue. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't work after three months. We shut it down. Exactly. Because yeah, it, it, it requires, um, by s- like slow degrees, changing the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like, it's not enough to be like this art, this band that I've never heard of because there's no venues mm-hmm. <laughs> has a gig. Like no one's going to come to that. It has yeah. to kind of more be like, I think as to more be like, we are going to commit to like valuing art mm-hmm. and like when it stays for long enough, then like the public can kind of get why they value it and then they value it. Yeah. You the, know? the field of dreams like, like, uh, idea, if you build it, they will come, yeah. but you need to like give it a chance right. for them to you come. Can't just be like, and... you got one test. Cause yeah. it's like, well, how are we, there's been no infrastructure. Like mm-hmm. you can't just kind of like, build it out of nowhere totally yeah. yeah so it's yeah the whole system yeah. wide like the that support and and it all yeah it, if they do it they'll see that it works yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm but very you have I'm to a kind firm of, believer in that too, i am and, too yeah i mean i i i went to school in denton texas which is such a mm-hmm. teeny tiny 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 little farm town uh, north of dallas mm-hmm. And it, there's a university and farm. Like, that's just all there is. But the university is really, really arts heavy. Mm-hmm. And, like, the freaking art value in that tiny, tiny little place is so high. Mm-hmm. I was and there it's just last like, year. Really? <laughs> so. In Denton? Uh-huh. Why? I was at a conference. Oh. A printmaking conference. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> one of the best jazz schools in the mm-hmm. world. So I, I went there for school. And, yeah, it's just the amount, the, the love, the... um. Like the, the question of whether there will be live music is like, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not a question. Mm -hmm. It's like, there will be live music Sunday through Saturday (laughs) at 10 different buildings in this teeny little itty bitty place where like in Salt Lake city, that is really large. Mm -hmm. Like there might not be any live music on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. None. You know, which mm-hmm. is just yeah. like, that isn't weird. Like that is an issue. Totally. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, and I think that's where I come from an optimistic view is like, is traveling to like all these other cities yeah. on par with Salt Lake, if not smaller, if not a little bigger, but not, yeah. you know, there's of course the LA, Chicago, right. New York's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, these smaller, the Dentons, the yeah. like, um, you know, the Portland, yeah, Minneapolis, like, what's the stuff city, like that. What's that city in Colorado? It's like 
Estes Park. Oh, Estes Park, yeah. Yeah, that place is like a real art place. And mm-hmm. It's just like a little place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, Boulder was yeah. was a great art town that like, and yeah, just these communities that really get behind, support the yeah. art. And, and it, ta- yeah, it does take that time to kind of build that kind of trust in the community yeah. up, that that it is a value to them yeah. um, to lose a place, a and venue. And they're like regular... Right. Yeah, it's yeah. a total loss when something goes instead of just like, oh, it didn't work. Never mind. It was barely even yeah. there. I wasn't even aware <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully, and and, and like I said, I I've, I've been optimistic, and I'm going to remain optimistic yeah. that um we're 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 working towards that. On I the hope right so way. too. <laughs> I think I I mm-hmm. hope so too. I mean, if we're st- if we're committed to staying here, which I am, it sounds yep. <laughs> like you are. Then like, what other choice do we have than to be yeah. optimistic and do what we can? Totally. Um, we haven't really talked about medium. So you moved here after your undergrad. Mm-hmm. Were, had you started doing printmaking yet? Um, it's like such a well. Main- so I I I did. I, I got into printmaking in undergrad. I okay. sort of like took the class because um, I I didn't really know what it was. Yeah, and Andrew, what is printmaking? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, well, what is this? Like, kind of sounds like something cool. Yeah. Um, and, and so I took that class in college, and um, and that I was like, oh shit oh this is cool yeah like okay now I kind of have that was like the first time that I really had like an aha moment yeah. with with any of like the art any stuff um, yeah. and that sort of like steamrolled how I would move forward in a okay. lot of ways C- can you tell us what printmaking is yeah print is um it's 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 a larger term for like any mediums that you can make it's like a multiples making multiple multiples okay, right, so it yeah. encompasses lithography um intaglio and etching uh screen print um relief printmaking so like a woodcut lino cut etc cool um yeah i always i i'm i feel the same way where like i went to like this art school so like i'm Mm -hmm. aware of like i'm printmaking it's not like a new word but like i know so many people who do printmaking in so many different ways Mm -hmm. it is a difficult medium to like describe quickly totally (laughs) it it is like (laughs) like i know printmakers who like work with like ink and i know printmakers who work with like just totally completely other like three-dimensional mediums Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like a it's a starting point for a lot of things too i mean it's 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 largely grounded in like two-dimensional work so it's it's very closely related to drawing um bring a lot of paint processes into it get sculptural for sure um been exploring like digital aspects and kind of post-digital hmm. sort of tools to use within so it's yeah kind of really kind of cross mediums um that's something i really push on my class too is that like hey even if you never come back and take a print class see how you might be able to adapt some of these like ideas into your other mediums and yeah. help like those mediums grow um, cool I love it. I love how I love, like you said, like we were talking before about this kind of cracking your perspective open. I feel like printmaking is like, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's just like a, it's (laughs) such a, like, what even is this thing? Um, and like can be about so many different things. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I 
would love to spend like the last part of the podcast just really talking about like your art, what your philosophies are, like what you do. But maybe just really quickly before we do that, can you can you like bullet point me through like your career from like when you move here to like now? Sure. So um, the, the short and sweet. Um, so came here, didn't really make art for about five years, okay. I would say. Um, and like even in when I was in an undergrad, like I didn't like maybe made a couple pieces that I was like kind of happy with, stoked on, but never. It's just like so hard finding a voice. I mm. think at that point, like I, I just didn't know what I wanted to make yeah. work about. Um, so I moved out here. I was kind of splitting time between being a ski bum and then also I would go back to Colorado like once every month, every couple of months and work for a couple of weeks at the art museum okay. in Aspen, Aspen Art Museum, which is an amazing non-collecting contemporary museum. Um, non-collecting meaning there's always new stuff there? Yeah. So they don't, they don't have like a, Any like a archive or a store. It's like okay. all, every show is like a, a new show and then it kind of moves on. Okay. It's, um, Whereas like a, a place like the Met, it would be like a collecting right, like, museum. Like okay. you'd want like a, a career highlight would be getting a, a piece bought by the Met or, yeah. or MoMA or something like that. Okay. And so the Astronaut Museum is not a collecting museum. Um, so all contemporary new stuff and I was meeting a lot of artists, but I wasn't making a lot of art, um, beginning to kind of get my hands on it and kind of explore. And that was really kind of eye opening for just like how contemporary artists were approaching the mediums, like answering some of the questions that they were posed with, um, seeing a lot more voice in their works coming through. Um, then I saw and like the student work that I was seeing right. as an undergrad student. Right. Um, you kind of just go like, Oh, this is what this is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I started kind of making another couple pieces here and there in like bedrooms and garages when I could of, of different places I was living, um, started submitting some of those pieces to like juried printmaking shows, um, which is something the printmaking community that like is a real benefit. Like we have these juried shows that pop up way more often than like drawing and painting do. And it's because the nature of the print is a multiple you like, Oh, I made this block. I'm not just going to print it once. I'm going <laughs> to print it multiple, multiple times. You kind of end up with a stack of prints. Right. And so there's this very like democratic medium. It's shared a lot. It's very community based. Cool. So we kind of have these shows to like foster that um, awesome. community. And so kind of getting validated into a couple of these different like what I thought were kind of prestigious shows at the time. I was like, okay, maybe I should kind of reinvest some of my time and energy um was out here only grad school i applied to was university of utah i said if i get in i'll go if i don't get in then that kind of tells me i need to like buckle down work on my portfolio a bit okay um i got in and so then that, <laughs> that yeah. kind of led me to to where i'm at i'm at now and you were just... specifically studying printmaking mm -hmm. like, yeah okay. so I, I went to the printmaking program to specifically like study and learn more in that regard did did you find like some, some more of that individual voice during 
during your degree? Yeah. So that's when I started to really look into like, what was I going to make work about? Why do I want to make work at all? And like some of the first times I started to like, think about that Yeah. of, um, of, of what, kind of message do I want to get across yeah. and, and, that, and how that can change and grow. But that's where I started to kind of really foster that part of the, yeah. the artistic sort of process if, yeah. for, for lack of a better word at the time. And what do you want to, like, what is it? Or what, uh, like, that's the like million dollar I know. question into the 30 second elevator speech, <laughs> um, which they always tell you that's like, big thing guys was like you gotta learn how to say that in the 30 seconds yeah. um, so <laughs> like right now I what I am investigating is really um space and in in all these ways but like how we as humans use space how we occupy a space how we reuse a space um and how they how they define us um and how we define them in a lot of ways. And that come cool. it can be either be like a very, like from a very like personal, um, like psychological sort of way of our space to a very like practical architectural sort of sense as well. Um, and I think really this, this idea duality of like protection versus isolation. Okay. Um, and like how- the space, protects you from whatever's outside the space yeah is that what you mean yeah exactly but it also like keeps it kind you of blocks from, you off yeah. from what's out there all like um, the, that that's I, I released an album in may called masks mm-hmm. and that was like the same idea that i was playing with like the mask can like protect you like mm-hmm. it can keep a part of you like separate and kind of uh safe mm-hmm. and it can also like hide you yeah um, yeah, that's exactly so like, a lot of this, like, yeah. a lot of similar idea. And, um, and I'm that, that was kind of like an earlier investigation in the space, that kind of duality. And now I'm much more interested in like that idea, but in this sort of like the physical form of that space and like Tell what we've, you know, thinking about us in the American West and these ideas of like manifest destiny and um, like colonialism, imperialism in a yeah. way of just sort of like forcing our like identity on our a space. Ide- yeah, our identities yeah. on a space, our way through a space. Um, like literal dynamiting through yeah, canyons. Like right through a canyon, yeah. right through a mountain. Yeah. Um, or, you know, right over a river or some of these things, you know, just. Yeah. Um, so is it, is it, is it often that like, like, so, okay. So first of all, how long ago did you finish grad school? Like how, like, um, I got my diploma in 2013. Okay. I finished grad school in 2012 too. So we're like, <laughs> how old are you? Um, 37. Okay. I'm 32. So we're like kind of, we're in the same like little, mm-hmm. little area. Um, and I hope none of my students listen cause the, yesterday they all thought I was 28. It's like, yes, <laughs> they, they will still just like, I, I feel like there's this phenomenon of like, if you're in your thirties, but you don't have kids, mm-hmm. people can't tell how old you are. Yeah. Like, I swear it's a thing. Like if you're, if like we, especially here in Utah, I feel like we've like, we've like no, like we have no idea that like people in their thirties exist without kids. Uh Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel like if you're like in the world and you're in your thirties and you don't have kids here in Utah, you're in your Uh twenties. Like I feel that all the time. Like people who are like the same age as me will 
like totally accidentally talk to me like I'm way younger. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, you know, we're the same age, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, or like my students, I'm like, I'm the same age as your mom, uh-huh. you know, but like, but I feel to you like I'm the same age as your older sister. Yeah. yeah because totally. like, I don't have kids. Uh-huh. It's a weird thing. Um, okay. So you've been like working. So you were investigating space in this kind of like duality kind of way in grad school. Mm-hmm. And then since then, like, currently you're you're thinking more about yes. this kind of colonialism yep. type of stuff yeah yeah starting and like yeah i'm just starting thinking about like how i occupy a space like yeah. how like what um what am i doing and what, and, and in yeah. more like a grander sense in a way yeah. um tell me tell me more you don't need you don't have to do it in 30 seconds yeah it's <laughs> um like, it's, uh, this is the deep dive and I, and so that's why i think <laughs> i'm really interested in this idea right now is because those questions aren't answered if they if i could answer them easily mm. then i i wouldn't really be interested in making yeah. that work about so it why does like um um why do you care about the question um, of like, what you mean you, Andrew, like how yeah. do you, so this, like the things you're thinking about right now are like a little bit more like self-investigating. Mm-hmm. Why is it an important question? Um, I, I, growth yeah. in a way. Um, yeah. it's interest. Uh, yeah. I, it's, it's a lot of what I've, I've thought about it for a, for a long time of, you know, you got like the, the, the idea like the cowboy uh, we like put it on the cut pedestal of this like explorer um kind of on his own really but exploring this place like people that actually occupy this place already um so right. why is like this right. other person like more important like why are his ideas better than what existed and yeah. this um so it's a lot of guilt's not the right word at all but sort of maybe some of these larger ideas surrounding like why we occupy the land that we do like it's a very like american west yeah and like the expansiveness of the west like it is a magical place out here like we're talking about like all these things we can do just in utah but you think about like the desert at large and it's just it's really a um it's mystical in so many ways it's magical there's this like just draw to and while my work itself doesn't like the physical nature of it the the like what you see on the paper doesn't really reflect these ideas of like the west as we might think of them um that's certainly what i'm kind of thinking about um yeah in a lot of ways and and it's it's so it's it's unanswered because it's there's so much there that i think there is so much exploration and um yeah things to dive into ways that i can explore it um both in a physical like output on the prints, on the drawings, on yeah. um, painting, whatever I'm kind of doing, but also in just a thinking way. What yeah. do I read? What do I think about? So how does this interact or like intersect with like our current time, you know, like cowboys and like the empty West and it mm-hmm. still is so empty. Like you're so right about mm-hmm. that. Um, like, I grew up in Arizona and have made the drive from here to there a bunch of times. <laughs> and there is a whole lot of land. Yeah. Um, but like also 
drive to Montana. There's almost, there's plenty of space where like there aren't people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there's just a lot of space. But um, thinking, thinking about like, you know, the, the, the white cowboy, Mm -hmm. like coming into a space that's already occupied by indigenous people or, you know, by people who are, yeah, but people who are already here. Um, I just heard like a click and I want to make sure that it's like still recording. Did you yeah. hear that? Uh-huh. Little click. Um, I do have a f- question though, but let's just, let's just make sure that nothing funny happened here. I'm like a little paranoid because one of my cables went bad a couple of weeks ago. Oh no. It's good. It's fine. Okay, it's all cool. good. Um, but obviously like now it's a little bit different. Like you, Andrew, didn't move here as a cowboy yeah. to like take someone else's <laughs> land and like call yourself an explorer. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how do you feel like these ideas like are related to your life or um, do you feel yourself as like a stand in for some other kind of, yeah, almost more of like, um, Oh gosh. It's, and I think that's like the big question and that like we're all facing, in a lot of ways and like a societal sort of idea this um yeah coming to terms with and how like, do we like reconcile what we've already how, done yeah well yeah. Like we've already done this like it's we're not gonna go away but what can we do to not do that in the future like how can we be better stewards of of where we're at the spaces that we occupy whether that's here or anywhere um yeah and and, and yeah i think it's, it's that kind of hustle hard work we got to grow 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 expand 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 it's the only way we're making any progress yeah. when i think like no if we just like slow down we like stop and maybe we just reflect we yeah. we make we create yeah. we um we do some of those things. So there, yeah, it's this like, like where, what do we do now that we've kind of now done that this? we like, have come into the space? Yeah, you yeah. think about it, like in the environmental sense too, not just like mm-hmm. the anthropological mm-hmm. and sociological, mm-hmm. but like the exploitation of resources. And they've updated the doomsday clock. That's like if we don't drastically change in like seven years, is now the time that like if we don't drastically change in the seven years and we're like, like past irreparably. that, that, pre- that yeah. precipice, like we've already Ugh. done that irreparable damage, but it could be X times worse. Yeah. Um, should we not change? And that conversation has been happening ever since I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've had earth day mm-hmm. and we've had all this move to like recycling. And it's like, I've been hearing, I'm sure like, you've probably been hearing too just like do all this stuff like or or we're screwed and okay we're gonna do it but then they don't do it (laughs) you know they they kind of keep moving business as usual and it's i think there's a fatigue to that it's sort of like it's like like, there's a banality to mm -hmm. it yeah it's like well why yeah you know why like we're we can say damned if you do damned if you don't yeah. at this point. Um, but when then we, you kind of, we just, we keep growing, we keep growing, we keep growing. And, and like, yeah, I think of like, is that NSA data sort of center, like across the highway there. And like, I've seen how much like water that uses. And we think about these ideas of like the cloud and they build these like cloud data 
like centers here like that doesn't just exist it requires like huge amounts of yeah. water electricity for something that we just like think is in it's this, so we think it's like, like esoteric this thing that yeah. just floats around in us right, but it's right, actually right. like behind the scenes like really exploiting all these resources in the desert that doesn't have a lot right. of these resources and it's like those ideas of the spaces that we occupy yeah. too. And do you, are you also curious about digital space? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't mean in that way, but like, you know, I have a podcast that's mm-hmm. taking up, you know, hundreds of hours of <laughs> digital space, like, or like how we take up space, like in social media, like, do you, I do you think about like fig- abstract space? Yeah, definitely. And like how, um, yeah, moving away from that physical into this like other realm and how some of those ideas and spaces are, are just, they're, they're just, they're the same. They're, they're protecting, they're isolating, they're, they, they, they do the same thing your physical space does, Mm -hmm. but on a, like a different kind of level, like not even a more abstract, just a different level for your, for yourself, just yeah. not your physical self, your, yeah. all the other parts about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really an interesting, like I, one thought that I'm having as you're talking, which maybe is not related, but you know, I'm thinking about like, I, it's so easy for me to think like, well, how dare like we white people mm-hmm. have like come into Utah and been like, this is mine. And like, you know, uh, I discovered this space or whatever. And like, it's easy for me to think like, how dare about mm-hmm. that. But then I was just thinking like, you know, I spent the last four years being an adjunct faculty at BYU and I felt, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was like a stranger in a space, um, in like a literal space, you know, I'm like, this I'm a feminist like Uh in this building (laughs) and I'm like you know a childless 30 year old woman in this space Mm -hmm. and I'm like whatever a woman who wears a sleeveless shirt in this space you know (laughs) I don't know like whatever the things are and thinking like I feel good about that Mm-hmm. But then like, is that, is that like equally like, how dare I be in this space? Like not being what this space is for. It's just making me think like, I wonder if there are like other kinds of like, it, you know, what are the lines between like who, yeah. Who like deserves to be in a space or yeah, and whether that's it's productive to have like a stranger in a space. Or, so hard to answer. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not concrete. It moves, it changes like that. There, those that goalposts like continues to move for that right it's um it's really tricky and i and and that's where i think there's like so much for me to explore why i have an interest in that is because it's not like you can i can't just put a nail in like that's the answer to this question boom done let's move on yeah like you can't say okay oh yeah like utah we moved here boom um that was wrong. We did that. It's like, well, no, we did that. And we're here. We occupy and like, we needed a place to go to. And like all, there's like so many of these, mm-hmm. um, like parameters that come yeah. along with that, that it's not, it's not black and white. It's not, um, yeah. as easy to yeah. answer as that. And so, yeah. 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 And it's kind of comes down to like, who's, whose voices are we each individually valuing mm-hmm. whose comfort level are we valuing um yeah 
I don't know. It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Yeah. I think, I like, I think about like currently that as like an artist too. And like, I think about like, like what kind of space do I take up? But what kind of space can I like help foster and provide totally. for, for other artists yeah. that like, that need a space, yeah. you know, in that physical sense, like I know what you're talking yeah. about of like, like you're not going to have a career if you don't have a, a like a, a space, a venue, uh, yeah. a, a, an output, a, a validation in a lot of ways. And yeah. I think, um, that's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is, is how can I, even if it's not like providing something, maybe like take a step back yeah. for a minute and let other yeah. sort of artists maybe fill some of those voids that, mm-hmm. that might traditionally not have um, been able to because they were getting pushed out by other artists yeah. in a way. So, yeah. Or even just like, I find myself in that like capitalist, like I, my, I was raised, my family, my, my family of origin is like, they are the most, they are capitalists, you know, (laughs) like in like, in like some really cool ways, some really like inspiring ways, some very like bootstrappy kinds of ways, Mm -hmm. but also some ways where it's like, dude, like (laughs) your taxes are not like the most important thing. (laughs) Like there are other things. Um, and I can really frequently as an artist find myself feeling like I have to really think about like not feeling guilty about mm-hmm. like just being an artist. Like I, I sometimes like, I feel like I was raised to think that like being an artist is like self-indulgent maybe, mm-hmm. or like <laughs> useless or, um, and that's something that I like, I'm constantly having to like retalk myself through like totally same way. Yeah. yeah. Like there's the, you know, the good days, the bad of just like, what am I doing? What is Why the point am of I doing me? this? Yeah. Like my paycheck could be a lot bigger. I'd be so much happier. This, that, and the, other. you know, if I was to just not do this, yeah. but then yeah, you sort of think like, well, what's my creative capital? Like how much is that worth? Mm-hmm. And, and what am I providing to my community with, with that. Yeah. Um, and that kind of brings me back up, but then, yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster for sure. Totally. And it's, I, 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 you know, I try to be optimistic about those things too. And I'm optimistic that I think that us and like kind of our millennial generation and those after are starting to see that, that like traditional capitalist sense, like isn't the only solution. And that, you know, there might be a move towards like more inclusive sorts of just like models yeah. and and hopefully support for yeah. that. Well, even just, even just the exercise, like these, these things that you're working on are just like such an exercise in like ethics, like just thinking about ethics, mm-hmm. just thinking <laughs> about stuff, um, thinking about like values and morals and what do things mean and what are the effects and even just like, e- even just, you know, finding room for like these questions, I think is it's important. Like I yeah. think it's good. Stuff. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to say? Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about as you were like reading through the prompts? Anything um, gosh, to- good. that's a good question. I, I don't know. We kind of, I don't know. I just like how organic <laughs> yeah. it all sort of flows and, um, 
yeah, hard to kind of change into something from that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've, I really enjoyed this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we talked a lot about like where creativity comes from and we talked about like why it maybe matters to like our society and like some of these current problems. And then like all the stuff that you're working on is like mm-hmm. totally wrapped up in those things too, which is, it's awesome. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. like, yeah, we got a, we got a cool community here, yeah. <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, um, super excited that you reached out. Yeah. Well, really, that's like, really fun. you know, I mentioned like I was teaching at BYU <laughs> and I started this podcast right as I was leaving. Cause I felt mm-hmm. like my, my like soul drained out of my body teaching there. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's a beautiful place for a lot of people, but it was like a nightmare for me. Um, and so I started this podcast to help me remember like, <laughs> Oh, there are people here who uh-huh. like, like there are people that I can feel like a kinship with. And, and because I like all the other things I said, but in a really like immediate way, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, definitely. Let me feel like there I'm are people to. in my community who I, I love having that, those conversations with like, not my direct peer group either yeah. and skidding out to like the the uh, the other artists yeah. and yeah noticing that there are these connections and we were approaching the world in like a really similar yeah. way totally. which I think makes it like really hard to answer some of those yeah, things because yeah, yeah. we do have such a like similar point of view from that but I think so too I mean I find this all the time like we just are thinking about the same stuff it's like in the it's mm-hmm. in the ether somehow like totally these issues and and I love hearing how like through our different mediums and through our different like you know upbringings and perspectives where like we're getting at these problems in like different ways mm-hmm which is just I hope it's like a proxy like I wish it was a proxy for how like politicians and scientists mm-hmm. <laughs> and like social scientists are thinking about these problems too. And I think sometimes it is and sometimes it's really not. Totally. Like um, put a couple artists in all those rooms yeah, <laughs> and yeah. let them lead the discussions. Yeah. Right? Or at least just be there to be like, um, maybe there's another way to think about it. Yeah. Like just yeah. <laughs> like it's something mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah. You know, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, well, I always ask everybody two final questions and Mm -hmm. the first of those is what's your dream collaboration? Who would you love to work with or like where, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a person, (laughs) but like, yeah, that's, um, what's a dream? Like that's tricky. I don't know what a dream collaboration would be. Um, I don't, I I like collaborating with the people I collaborate with right now. That's been like, that's, that's great. People Um, in your community. Yeah. I've got, so I help run this little gallery called the open room. Cool. And we haven't done any physical shows since like February. Um, but we've been doing a lot of other projects and we all have like different backgrounds, all visual artists, but that's been like a, great collaboration, um, that I've learned so much from. Um, and I think that's why I like it so much. It's hard to think of like, like maybe I would want to collaborate with this artist or that artist, but what if we didn't like mesh? There's so many things. So I don't know. That's, well, I feel like this question, (laughs) some people will take this question and be like, 
I would like to collaborate with dancers. Mm-hmm. Like it's not be like an individual, <laughs> uh-huh. but more just like, or some people would be like, well, I'd love to have my work. I'd love to do something in Italy, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause I feel like collaboration <laughs> can also be one of those like yeah, draw totally. or run kinds um, of questions where it's like, it could be like, yeah, I, I but still I, like, yeah, I the, like the people the, and like, I, I kind of comes to this thing I was saying about printmaking earlier of that, the democratic nature to it, the, the community part of it. And there's just so much. And so I try to approach all these other artwork forms as with that same ethos. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like these peers of mine, yeah. I, I like that's, that's awesome. a, a pretty dream collaboration at I the moment that. and being able to kind of keep that open for when the next collaboration with another group happens and comes. But it's about like the individuals that mm -hmm. you work with, not like the institutions they're attached to or. Yeah. Like the space or any of that. And like that all will come in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I, I often feel like much the same way, Mm -hmm. which is also like why I do this. Like I, you know, I could, I probably could try to figure out a way to interview like more famous people but like i don't care like Mm -hmm. i just want to talk to like the cool people that like are right that i that can be in the same room as me Mm -hmm. um that just happens to often be utah-based artists but like (laughs) yeah i just i i get that i Mm -hmm. i know what you mean um and then finally where can people find you um keep a pretty active instagram i'd say and my handle's purple hat and that's like a whole other story for that handle (laughs) Um, tell it no, okay. it's all right. Okay. <laughs> I let there be like a little bit of mystery, okay. you know, um, you can get to know me and then I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> um, and my website, I keep updated, um, when, when I make a new piece and that's andrewriceart.com. Okay. So kind of those two places. Andrew, thanks so much. This yeah. is awesome. Thanks Emily. That's yeah. great. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel and ad segment music by Jerem Hansen. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.